Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast, season two. Foxes and Fowl is the campus ministry of the United Church of Canada at the University of British Columbia. We are committed to exploring the ways that God is at work in us and others for the healing and renewal of the world. We believe that God has called us to live in a particular way in this world, the way of Jesus. To help us do that, over the next several weeks, we're going to take a break from our usual pattern of longer interviews and dive into St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians together, one little step at a time. We hope you'll join us on the way. Hey, I'm Aaron. Thanks for joining us here on the Foxes and Fowl podcast. We're working our way through parts of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If this is your first time here, you may want to go back to the first episode of season two called All Saints. Or maybe this is the word that God wants for you today. Either way, I'm glad you're with us. In the first episodes, we looked at Paul's introduction to the letter, in which he drew us toward the wonder of God with us and for us in Christ. He spends the next stretch explaining and expanding on those first verses, and I'd encourage you to read through the rest of the chapter, and chapter 2 as well as the first part of chapter 3, because we're going to jump today to Ephesians 3, verse 14. Now, this is possibly my favorite part of possibly my favorite book in Scripture. I just love this section, which is a prayer offered by Paul on behalf of the congregation that he's writing to. Because I believe that the Holy Spirit continues to speak through these words, I believe that this prayer is for us too, continually being offered before heaven's throne. So before we get to the content of the prayer, I want to say that I appreciate that having explained the things of faith, the mystery of God's good will for us in all things, Paul doesn't just leave us with information. He prays us into this new reality. Paul knows that faith comes alive, not when we have the right information, but when we are completely immersed in a relationship with the God who made us, who knows us better than we know ourselves, and who loves us beyond measure. And that's what prayer does. It's not mostly about getting things or getting God to do things for us. It's about drawing near to the one who has drawn near to us. Prayer is the way that we move from our head to our hearts, which is an essential movement if we'll experience all that God has promised, every blessing that heaven has to offer, like we heard earlier. In prayer, we spend time intentionally in God's presence. God doesn't go anywhere, but we tend to wander off. Prayer reorients us to God and helps us to be shaped in God's good will. In prayer, we get to bring our whole selves, the good, the bad, and the ugly, just read through the Psalms, <laughs> to the one whose love enlivens us and whose grace will heal and make us whole. Prayer is that space where we can throw off every weight that weighs us down, every chain that binds, as Paul puts it elsewhere, and rest or run or whatever we need to do, sing and dance in the broad space of God's grace. So, Paul begins this prayer by addressing God intimately. This God whom we know in Jesus is the God who is intimate with us, who gets close. 
He says this, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. That's our verse for today. I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father is probably the most widely used name for God in the Christian tradition. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he told them to say, Our Father in heaven. What's important to understand is that this name doesn't conform to our understandings of gender and sex. God is not a man in the sky. God transcends our ideas of gender and sex. When God creates humanity in the divine image, God creates male and female, both in God's image. But Father is still an important name for a few reasons. First, it confirms our intimacy with God. Remember, we are adopted into God's family, brought fully into God's household. We are part of the family business. It's God's name that defines us and nothing less. And we have access to God in a way that we couldn't have imagined. We have access to God in a way that is analogous to the way that we ideally have access to our earthly parents. And this is the divine parent who knows how to give good gifts to his children. No matter whether we have the best earthly father or the worst, our true father is our heavenly one, whose love for us is perfect. That's the reality that we're learning to live in, the perfect love of God. What's more, this father image reminds us that Christian faith is about more than an individualistic belief system. It's about being brought into a community of co-conspirators for the sake of God's kingdom. We have countless number of siblings, a, a great cloud of witnesses with whom we are now in relationship for God's purposes. And the way that Paul begins this prayer reminds us that God isn't just worried about a select few. This is the God who's bound his name to every family in heaven and earth in love. This is the God who will gather up all things in Christ when it's all said and done. I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I love that. I want to share it. And I want to learn to live in the wild truth of it. So may it be so. Amen. Thanks to the Foxes and Fowl team and the Pacific Mountain region of the United Church of Canada for making this happen. Thanks as always to Davis Miller for the soundtrack. I hope you can join us next time. And until then, grace and peace. Thank you.